0: intentional that i always start this podcast with bad news
1: um yes because i i think you're a nihilist at heart
0: (laughs) well i did used to work for news limited rupert Mm, murdoch's company mm, so
1: start with the drama
0: yeah pretty much if if it if it leads or if it bleeds it leads as they used to say if it leads it bleeds it also (laughs) works well that's that's
1: a really
0: good argument for women in positions of power (laughs) hey we don't have a script. <laughs> I'm just, as as I'm talking to you, I'm just thumbing through some news because mm. good old Facebook's been coughing up stuff other than, mm. you know, name one person you'd take to a desert island. There's there's going to be a new Predator movie.
1: Did you know this? What? Yeah, and
0: apparently it's almost done filming.
1: Oh, my God. Is it like <laughs> the new Predator movie, Vatican City? <laughs> it's me doing the Predator noise. <laughs>
0: Well, this predator film predates all the other ones because it's an origin story. It's called Skull, and mm-hmm. apparently it covers the timeline before Dutch and his crew run into mm-hmm. it in the jungles of Colombia or wherever they were. Yeah, but
1: i like, uh, like if you look at the law, like if you want to go to the law, like the, you know they've been coming here for thousands of years, and I mean this is just the planet, yeah. like on this planet we're not including all of their... So, is it set on Earth? Set on Earth. So, it basically... Because they've realised Predator was the bee's knees. So, are they going to try and do another Predator? Yeah, they are. They're basically trying to... No, no, no. But I mean, like, not as in, like, you know, Predator 2. It's not like an old man, I'm sick of this shit, fighting a Predator. It's like, it's going to be Marines in a jungle.
0: Well that's what it that's what it appears to be because it's the it's the prequel to mm. the original predator film, so
1: oh, do you mean the story of Jim Hopper in the chopper <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopper and the chopper,
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's what they're doing they d- apparently so they've got a female protagonist uh-huh uh and it's the events leading up to Arnie and his crew like like they did with the thing,
1: yeah, but we already know that it goes really bad, yeah it's. Pretty hard to fucking... Like, we all know they end up, like, strung up in a chopper. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I'm actually a bit of a fan of the 2013 prequel of The Thing. Mm. In that, if you hadn't seen... You were
1: the one. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. Yeah. In
0: that, if you hadn't seen Carpenter's Masterpiece, uh-huh. that film <laughs> would have been a standalone good film. But all they did was repackage the masterpiece, Mm. give it a few little tweaks. Oh, it's the teeth, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of the blood test. Oh,
1: it's your little earring, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wearing a little earring in Antarctica. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Aren't you daring? (laughs) I had some horrible conspiracy theory that Carpenters' The Thing Mm. was uh, some sort of weird analogy for AIDS, and that's why the blood test was there, and...
1: Like no, how fucking, I, I have heard that, actually. Yeah, I a, have heard that. Bit of a stretch, though. You know? Well, people try to find, you know, meaning in everything. It's like those people who are like, oh, my God, the traffic signals are blinking at me.
0: Yeah. You I, know? I heard someone try to explain to me the other day that Oscar the Grouch has his roots in Greek, um, Greek fucking philosophy. Some guy that lived in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, no, he's a fucking
0: grouch who lives in a bin. <laughs>
1: Wow, okay, yeah, that's a bit harsh on, like, ancient Greek culture. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, take it fucking easy. I don't think Jim Henson and Frank Oz were really going that deep. They were just getting high as motherfuckers and, like, let's put a green cut in a bin. (laughs) (laughs) Make him real angry. He's got an elephant in there.
1: Yeah, like, okay. It wasn't an elephant. It was a Snuffleupagus. No,
0: the Snuffleupagus lived outside and was Big Bird's imaginary friend. Um, Fucking Oscar had an elephant in his bin called Fluffy.
1: Yeah. When did he have an elephant in the bin? Because it was like a, it
0: was like the TARDIS. It was huge on the inside, and you never got to see I it. I remember like a, an elephant. It was a
1: tesseract.
0: Like you go inside his fucking garbage universe, and he had everything in there. He had all sorts of cool stuff, and he had a girlfriend called Grunjetta who looked suspiciously like Courtney Love.
1: <laughs> oh my god, she would just latch onto anyone who had fame. Really? Oh my god, <laughs> just pushes
0: Billy Corgan out the car.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I don't. How did he get? in the bin. Like, I understand it's bigger on the inside, but how do you get it through the door in the first place? No, it's
0: some sort of fucking grouch magic. I don't know.
1: Well, now you've gone from, like, ancient Greek philosophy to fucking Hogwarts. Make your mind up, man. <laughs> well, potentially, potentially. With a years... bit of AIDS in there. Maybe. Well, you know, you. that's what they say about um, Bert and Ernie was actually, that was like code what? to introduce children to the idea of a same-sex couple. Yeah. You know?
0: And they so. did bicker like the gay people I know. They didn't have rescue dogs though.
1: <laughs> and rescue pigeons. <laughs> yeah, or,
0: <laughs> or um, you know, matching nineteen uh, fifties uh, kitchen canisters.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Like bless them. I they, they are such like the ultimate like yeah. gay couple. Well, that's that's, that's Who was the, other... the top. Um. Yeah. Oh, it was it. It was Annie. He's yeah. the drummer. Well, that's, like people have suggested that um, the other ones what from the Muppets, Waldo and the two old oh, and men. Waldorf. Yeah. That they were gay? Yeah,
0: they oh, were an old gay couple. Because they're, they're an old bitchy couple bitchy that goes to the theatre. Bitchy pair queens, yeah. What?
1: Oh, my God. They're like, always at the theatre. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, it makes sense. That could. I mean, the, I was obsessed with, like, um, the Muppets and Sesame Street, like, yeah. as a kid. And now I'm, like, very, uh, you know, I'm very pro- you know, LBQTA, I'm accepting to fucking everybody and I don't care what colour you are or what your fucking sexual orientation and is.
0: when you go to the shops, what are the three things you look for?
1: <laughs> uh, a loaf of bread, Yeah. A container of milk, uh. and a stick of butter.
0: <laughs> Still in the fucking back of my head.
1: <laughs> well, actually, no, I was going to say this. Cucumber. <laughs> Patries. <laughs> and we won't talk about the third. Okay, fucking hell.
0: Um, don't judge me. No, I won't, but you're a vegan. Do you eat that cucumber when you're done? <laughs> that's that's me 1994. I am human.
1: using it to, to rest my eyes after a hard, intense night of, of horror film watching. You it. <laughs> <pervert. laughs> but do you eat them? Oh, my Lord. Not unless they're hidden in a salad. True. Yeah, like... Pfft. It's like celery. Fuck you, celery. How can you be a vegan and not like celery? Oh, fucking That's That's like how people are like, well, how can you you be a vegan and, you know, like not like people? Because they're cunts. (laughs) How do you not like celery? It's a cunt. Celery is the cunt of the fruit and vegetable world. It's it's a cunt. You know what it is? It's a fucking Nazi. Celery? Yeah. When you're not looking, it's this vacuous little thing that's in there fucking goose-stepping its way around your fridge at night. Fuck you, celery. Celery. Yeah. Really? Fucking hate celery. Wow. Yeah, but that's just me.
0: Didn't realise that celery was a Germanic vegetable. (laughs) Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be cabbage,
1: sauerkraut? Oh, that's just a cliche, man. That's just a cliche.
0: Really? (laughs) Fucking hell! The political orientation of fermented vegetables. Well so, that's actually not a bad question because most of the fermented vegetables in
1: the Australian parliament <laughs> is I was going to say is that just like chips that have fallen into your beer. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> How many times has our deputy prime minister been drunk in parliament in the last 2 weeks?
1: Ah, oh, for those Outside of Australia, we have, like, this the scabbiest, like, Prime the Minister. The Simpsons
0: in. was real. When they came to oh. Australia and the Prime Minister is sitting in a fucking inflatable tractor rim, mm. just getting pissed in the middle of a dam. Yeah. That's fucking true. Yeah. Barnaby Joyce, our Deputy Prime Minister, in the last two weeks has been shit-faced drunk yeah. in Parliament at least twice.
1: Yeah. And he's just, like, oh, he's always wearing, like, a big... You know, like, uh, I'm in the Outback hat. I guess the equivalent would be like a 10 gallon yeah. hat, like the Australian equivalent of that. Um, he always looks sweaty and he's got broken capillaries on his face. And he left his wife of however many years to run off with his press secretary and have babies with them and then sold the story to 60 Minutes.
0: Yeah, it, he is a disgusting individual. Yeah. <sighs> he really does look like if you took a, if you took, in in the th- the fly, mm. if you took that movie mm. and you put a set of testicles in the unproven mm. telepod mm. and zapped them through to another telepod and they came inside out and steaming, mm-hmm. that's Barnaby Joyce. Mm.
1: But that would infer that he had testicles, and I don't believe that's true. Well, the, the well, he doesn't of- have a backbone. I think is it? <laughs> we know that he can pre produce, but trying to get a trying to get an answer out of that man. Oh yeah. Oh, if it's not, shall we work late tonight in the office? <laughs> you can't get an answer out of him.
0: Power is such an aphrodisiac because <sighs> he is the most unfuckable mm. farm animal.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, we've said that before. Politics is, you know, is the ugly person's rock stars. Yeah, you know, like Showbiz that's where for they ugly go. People, yeah, yeah. If they've got no talent, they become politicians. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of fucking (laughs) douchebags, you know what? Oh, my God. You know what? Do you want me to tell you about another douchebag? Please. Oh, my Lord. This week, we're talking about one hell of a douchebag. William Palmer the Poisoner. Okay. Or... Is that what his parents called him? (laughs) Or, what's your poison? Okay. Or... Palming the Prophets. (laughs) Or when even Dickens calls you a dick. Uh. Or the Prince of Poisoners. Or why you don't spoil your kids. (laughs) What about schnitzel
0: Parmogorna?
1: Oh, 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 no. Get fucked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This beer has no alcohol in it. What do you want?
1: (laughs) Alcohol? Mm. On the 6th of August, 1824, Sarah and Joseph Palmer welcomed their 6th of 8 children, William Palmer, into the world at Rugley, Staffordshire. Am I saying that right?
0: He, he entered the world, what, through a fucking portal?
1: Rougely. The vaginal portal.
0: <laughs> Oscar the Grouch has been, he's been Tesseract. <laughs>
1: is born in Staffordshire. <laughs> that
0: is a bin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Joseph had interests in a sawmill, so the family was in good fortune. Unfortunately Joseph would die only twelve years later. But luckily, he was able to leave his wife and children with an extremely comfortable £70,000. Fucking hell. Which is about, like, I don't know what, $7 million today? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, money, money, money. Who knew there was so much money in wood, AA? (laughs) Maybe because of guilt or sadness, Sarah would absolutely spoil her children. And none, and none more so than chubby little William, who always seemed to need more and more to keep him happy. When he was 17, Palmer got his first job. So, I mean, that proves he was rich because he wasn't you know, <laughs> he, in a mine at seven. He
0: wasn't in long service leave at that point, yeah.
1: <laughs> Palmer took on the role of an apprentice chemist, Back in the days where you just showed up and it was like work experience, and bam, I'm a chemist. Yeah,
0: you used to be able to buy a commission in the Navy. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll go run a boat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> in the Navy. Palmer took on the role of an apprentice chemist, but was fired after only three months for allegedly stealing money from the store. Okay. Yep. You, you got seven million, but sure, steal from me. Yeah, from exactly. Chemist. Next, Palmer decided to study medicine in London. Because that's the kind of person you want yeah. tending to you. You know, a <laughs> yeah. real caring kind of person.
0: The wristwatch's connected to my pocket.
1: <laughs> Pockets connected to my mistress. <laughs> Over the next four years, Palmer would sire 14 Illegitimate children.
0: Wow, he's the Barnaby Joyce of his day.
1: And worked as a backyard abortionist. <laughs> <laughs> I waited till you had a mouthful.
0: He clearly never brought his work home with him, though,
1: did he? <laughs> What? But like it got to the, do you know what I mean? It must be at that point where like you get to the point of like, do you know what I mean? Like you do anything, like you f- you know you fix you you know you you force it so many times. There comes a point where you're like, I was like that with my washing machine. Yeah, I just watched what the guy was doing, and you know after like the second, time, I'm like I'll just watch what he's doing, and then I did it myself.
0: I got me some Lysol and a coat hanger, <laughs> and off ah. we go. Jim's abortions.
1: <laughs> oh oh but oh, that's just one of the worst, like just picturing that time where like everybody was like nobody was washing their hands yeah everybody was still pooping in the street like mm, backyard abortion that would be so hygienic oh yeah oh you can just smell the cleanliness. yeah oh, didn't they send a guy who
0: suggested that one of the key reasons for everyone getting sick was they didn't wash their hands. Didn't he end up in like an insane asylum?
1: Oh, yeah. They they locked him up. We, t- we talked about him in one of a previous yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm learning.
0: Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Pretty soon I'll be able to do backyard
1: abortions. Yeah. As long as you wash your hands first.
0: <laughs> Use good clean horse piss. Nice and sterile.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, surprisingly, in the August of 1846, at age 22, he would qualify as a physician. Palmer then returned to Staffordshire. Oh, my Lord. Like, he just packed up his coat hangers. And...
0: <laughs> in his coat hanger roll. <laughs> America all burst.
1: Oh, my God. Like, seriously, at what point do you stop putting your dick in people? Like seriously, how many, how, how many illegitimate children do you have to abort until you're like, oh, you know what? Something I'm doing here is not working.
0: <laughs> what? When was the condom first introduced?
1: Well, I mean, technically, ancient the ancient Romans used to use. Um, uh, I think it was like the bladder of a goat or something they would put over the penis. It was something really disgusting in that they would take like an animal's intestine and put that over their cock. But that was more to stop disease, right? Than um, bebes, I believe.
0: First condoms made of rubber were in 1855, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Because I mean, imagine him like picking up some some young wench. Oh. <clears throat> In the local tavern?
1: Oh no. no. I've I've got
0: protection as he opens up his coat to reveal a selection of coat hangers.
1: I know, yeah, don't worry, if anything happens, I'll take care of it. (laughs) Oh my god. So yeah, he was like (sighs) he was at it nine years before the condom was invented. Do you think they invented the condom just for him? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Necessity
0: is the mother of invention. Unless he gets an abortion.
1: You know what? This might be a good idea. Would you like to see the the face of Mr. William Palmer, the poisoner.
0: I would. This sexually fucking overachiever.
1: I think you can see that his family has millions of dollars because. Meet William Palmer. Jesus Christ. He looks like. He looks
0: like the original Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings depictions of the Hobbits.
1: But. Fatter and more unfuckable.
0: Yeah, he's definitely unfuckable. Like, he needs some money.
1: Like, and he, he looks sweaty. You he can does. just tell he's a sweaty man, even from that painting.
0: You can tell his cock smells like goat bladder, even though it's never had a goat bladder. Yeah.
1: On it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's just, like, like, it's a painting. We're clearly, you know, they... They flatter him. Yeah, they romanticise you. And, like, I was looking at him. Like, I saw the picture. Like, it came up onto the internet. I actually just went and put an extra pair of pants on. Yeah. Just to make sure he couldn't get to my vagina. He didn't even comb his hair. Yeah. For a fucking painting. Well, what's... that? He's like, at that. He's like, what is he? He would have been, like... He was probably 18 and his <laughs> hair has receded back to the back of his knees.
0: Well, it's the stress of all those children.
1: You know, well, that's most unfuckable man ever.
0: Yeah, he's he's an unattractive sod.
1: Oh, my Lord. You know what? I don't even think they aborted the babies because they were poor.
0: Yeah, they just looked at him.
1: Just and they were like, oh fuck. Like, oh you can't look like that and be poor. No. No fucking chance.
0: The freak show circuit's already crowded.
1: Oh, I suppose we could put a picture up on Facebook, but nobody wants to see that. No. Ugh. 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 So he returned to Staffordshire. Or was driven from the town. <laughs> Pitchfork. Scapegoated <laughs> <laughs> out. I am not a monster. Oh, you <laughs> fucking are, you creep. One day in a local pub, Palmer would be drinking at the Lamb and Flag in Little Haywood when in walked George Abley. Now, George did not know Palmer, but Palmer knew of George's incredibly hot wife. Uh Well, he didn't know her, but he fancied her. Palmer challenged George to a drinking contest, which George accepted. But an hour later, George began feeling terribly sick and was carried home by friends. And in the true medicine of the day, was put to bed. Yes. Put to bed. Oh, he's in rapture and pain. Put him to bed.
0: Put his feet up. Make sure he's wearing a nightcap.
1: cap. Oh, somebody get him a brick.
0: Place a warm cabbage under his bed. <laughs> face it to the west and don't allow any women in the room.
1: <laughs> oh. Before the night was over, George was dead and his wife a widow. No. Palmer returned to the family's hometown of Brugesley and began practising as a doctor. So just
0: quickly, given mm-hmm. that he's clearly slipped something in this guy's drink, mm-hmm. I think we now know his preferred method for these 14 babies that he's got.
1: Yeah. 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 He's
0: yeah. the kind of guy that you, when you're dancing, hand over the glass.
1: Yeah, oh, well, it's, you know, oh my God, was Dr. Bill Cosby, was it Dr. Huxtable? Was it based on this character? Both doctors, both slipping things into drinks. Oh, Lord. So, yes, he returned home and very quick la- quickly after, Palmer married a woman three years his junior named Anne Thornton on the 7th of October, 1847. Although Anne's family was not without money, the family came with scandal. Oh, It was a widely known secret that Anne's mother was the mistress of a colonel in Her Majesty's forces. And Anne was his illegitimate love child. The colonel had committed suicide a few years previously and was rumoured to have left Anne's mother some £8,000 in his will. It was no secret that Anne's mother hated Palmer. I think we can all see why. Yeah. <laughs> she could not understand what her daughter was thinking. I think he must have slipped something into a drink as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the couple married in 1847, and in December of 1848, Anne's mother would come to visit her daughter over the Christmas period as she was about to give birth to her first child.
0: Just imagine marrying the man mm. who got your husband into the drinking contest that killed him.
1: Oh no 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 no! It wasn't it wasn't the the widow. This was some other poor woman. Oh okay, sorry. Yeah, no, the husband died and then he just fucked off very quickly. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is another poor woman. So just another poor woman. Just another poor woman. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that he's what do you know knocked her up. Oh good work. Little goat cheese dick. <laughs> Uh, she gave birth to her first child, a healthy baby boy named William Palmer. I hate it when people give their babies the same name. Like, fuck's
0: sake. Call your kid chicken, chicken Palmer.
1: Uh, uh. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Within, (laughs) within two weeks of arriving, Anne's mother was found dead in the January of 1949. Palmer called on the extremely elderly Dr. Bamford, who had retired uh, for concerns of dementia. But he asked Dr. Bamford to record the death certificate. Okay. Which he did after hearing the details of the death from Palmer and signed the cause of death as a... Apoplexy. 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 Basically, it's what we would call a stroke yeah. today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Palmer's son would be christened in the same month. Nice. Palmer apparently became quite irate when he found out that the amount inherited by his wife after her mother's death was considerably less than what he believed she would inherit. Oh, dear. As Anne's mother had distributed her money among her extended family. There was also a rumour circulating that Anne's mother had loaned Palmer money before her death, but as there was no record of this to be found... It could not be proved. Well. Perhaps as a way to deal with the loss of his (coughs) mother-in-law's money, Palmer sank himself into a mesmerising new pastime called betting on horse racing.
0: Oh, really? That's a really good thing to do.
1: That is a sound thing when you're just a shitty, horny, irrational, (laughs) a multiple abortion-giving douchebag. <laughs> <tush back>. Yeah. <sighs> Who
0: has money troubles.
1: Oh, my God. My eye is twitching even just, like, thinking about him. I hate this guy so much. <laughs> it's rare that you do research. Even, like, Ned Lowe, even when the guy was cutting off last week, was cutting off people's lips. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he had his good sides. This guy, I'm just like, what a nah, dick. He, like,
0: kills people without even doing his research.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, can I check your will? Yeah, I know, seriously. Like, speak to a bank manager. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my Lord. And wouldn't you kill your mother-in-law after, like, the first couple of years after you got free babysitting? Because now you've got to pay for babysitting. Exactly. That shit's expensive. It is. Oh, it's not smart. No. Oh. Then again, the privilege, they
0: just ship him off to boarding school and start another franchise.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um. In 1950... About 15 months after Palmer's mother in law perished, another soul would pass at Palmer's house. A man named Leonard Bladen, a bookie that Palmer had met previously at the racetrack. It was rumoured that Bladen had loaned Palmer the sum of £600. And on the 10th of May 1850, Leonard had won a substantial amount of money on a horse race. Palmer invited Leonard to his house to celebrate. (laughs) The two continued their drinking at Palmer's house until Leonard began to feel ill, then began to writhe in agony before dying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Upon investigating the body, people were puzzled to find that Leonard died with practically no money on him. Goodness gracious. Which was odd as people had seen him leave the racetrack with a considerable sum. The other puzzling thing was no one suddenly could find Leonard's ledgers where he recorded the debts that people (laughs) owed him. This is a clumsy fucking killer. Leonard's death certificate said the cause of death was due to and again went through a very old man to get this 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 is what was actually listed quote injury of the hip joint Fi- 5 or 6 months and abscesses in the pelvis
0: <laughs> very exacting these physicians weren't they
1: but considering that He had never seen the man before. It was interesting to note that it was injury of the hip joint five or six months, which was just (laughs) what Palmer had told him. He's
0: died of Saturday night fever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Far too
0: much hip gyration.
1: And I'm, I'm very upset. Here we were. We were having a jolly good celebration after the races. And then it's like death came in and aborted our fun.
0: <laughs> Took his money and his ledgers <laughs> down to the bowels of hell where they belong and not in my pocket.
1: Yeah, so we would have that kind of thing in our house. <laughs> oh, could you please pass me in my coat hanger? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, curiously, another of Palmer's debtors would also pass in mysterious circumstances about the same time. Right. So the Palmer house would see death in 1849, 1850, 1851, <laughs> two in 1852, and another at the beginning of 1854. Anne Palmer would give birth to a daughter, Elizabeth, in late 1850. But on the the 6th of January, would pass from, quote, convulsions at age two and a half months. Anne would give birth to another child, another bouncing boy, Henry Palmer, in late December of 1851. Then on the 6th of January, 1852, 12 months to the day of his sister's death, Henry would also die of, quote, convulsions. Right. 11 months later, Anne would give birth to a third son, Frank, on the 19th of December, 1852. He would only survive seven hours on earth before dying of, quote, convulsions.
0: Jesus Christ, dude.
1: By 1854, William Palmer was back, if he ever really left, in extreme debt. Ah. The only thing keeping his head above water was that he had been forging his mother's signature to pay for his ever-growing debts. Then, in mid-January 1854, Anne Palmer would give birth to a fifth child, John Palmer.
0: Has anyone taken bets on how long these ones had last?
1: Sadly, on his fourth day, died of, quote, convulsions. Right. Now, infant mortality was high during the period, but even by these standards and considering the health and wealth of the family, poor Ann Palmer and her children did seem to be extremely unlucky. At the time, these deaths were not investigated further. But later it would be speculated that William Palmer poisoned his own children to avoid the expense of raising and feeding children, which would strip his time and, more importantly, his money from his own self-debauchery. What a cut. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Jesus Christ, what a fucking prick. You know, like, if you're so worried, like, stop putting your dick in up! A- yeah, come on who tits, bro. Like, dude, like, oh my God. Oh. It seemed every day passing in 1854, his debts increased. Palmer approached the Prince of Wales Insurance Company and he agreed to pay the yearly sum of £750 for the deluxe life insurance policy, which would pay out £13,000. On the death of his wife. Ah,
0: oh, dear God.
1: William paid one payment on the policy. <laughs> and then Anne Palmer, aged 27, suddenly became ill and died on the 29th of September, 1854. Her death certificate ruled her death as being caused by cholera. Really? There was a cholera epidemic sweeping England at the time, but curiously or thankfully, no one else or any of her friends were mysteriously struck by the disease, not even William who shared her bed. or, Not even Eliza Tame, the housemaid William Palmer, had been having an affair with that had begun with while his wife was alive.
0: Jesus.
1: What are the chances of his wife? One month. One month in on a life insurance policy. (laughs) He's a cheap bastard. He couldn't even pay 12 payments before he cashed in. One payment. One payment. Was that, like 50 pounds? Cha-ching. I'm
0: loving the uh, the fucking stone cold slow response of the British justice system.
1: Oh! To my. be fair,
0: he's just he's only killed women and children.
1: <laughs> he has,
0: hasn't killed any scientists or explorers. <laughs> just women and
1: children. <laughs> 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 On the twenty sixth of June, eighteen fifty five, almost. Oh, God. Nine months to the day. ...of his wife's death, his mistress gave birth to a healthy, illegitimate baby boy named Alfred.
0: Okay, two things. Mm -hmm. In quotes, healthy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Number two, people grieve in different ways. (laughs) I mean, you know.
1: All I can imagine is he, because he is such an ugly fucker... Yeah. He did the chambermaid on his wife and then, in his mind, counted it as a three way. (laughs) If she's still warm, it still counts. Push her closer to the fire.
0: She's warm on one side.
1: (laughs) You can have the cold
0: side.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the cold side of the mistress. <laughs> like a
0: pillow in summer, flip her over when she's too warm.
1: Oh my god, I'm just a killed pit like she was in life. <laughs> now she's going to
0: have the convulsions.
1: <laughs> We're not have the convulsions, mister But dude, like nine like practically nine months to the day. Yeah. Oh, even 1850 standards, there has to be someone standing around going, oh, that's a bit much. Yeah, he
0: would officially be a, a brigand at this point. <laughs> like,
1: oh, my
0: Lord. <laughs> just, just murdering debtors left, right and centre. Oh, his own children. Imagine, imagine being the mistress. It's oh. just like, oh, what a catch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a catch. Yeah, oh. He's got no, no kids holding him back.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> all his debts are paid well. They're all gone.
1: I <laughs> white no, pesky, wife. Everyone
0: right. around him seems to drop dead. I want a slice of that.
1: Oh, and he's got like, oh, look at him. He's got an education and such a <laughs> wide assortment of coat hangers.
0: <laughs> Good metal ones, not the wooden and bamboo ones like they used on us in fucking Coventry.
1: <laughs> uh, now, whilst I could not find anything with exact details of Alfred's fate, I mean, we all know what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I did find one document that said only one of Palmer's children would somehow outlive him, and that was his first son, William, with his wife, Anne. So all I can think is, like, Anne must have been sent away from the house. Like, he pretty much popped out of her vagina into a carriage (laughs) and they just drew him away in the night. (laughs) Like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Like, if you're going to... Do that to the... Why make a carrion then give birth? That's horrific. Like, oh, just... Oh. Yeah. God. If anyone needed to be, like, fucking struck by lightning, it's this dickhead.
0: He's <laughs> the kind of piece of shit that pretends to love their kids so much that, you know, they get tattoos of their names. Yeah. But, yeah. like, because he's rich, he's, like, getting the servants to get him tattooed on there instead. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves.
1: Yes, show, show how much I love my, um, Al- what's your name? Al- Alfred? What's your name? No, not, not you, the, the proper one. Not your dirty, illegitimate one. What's your, <laughs> What's your name? Oh, Lord. <laughs> but even with the insurance money, it was not enough to cover Palmer's debts. Jesus Christ. Two of Palmer's debtors, he owed them £12,500 and £10,500. They had discovered Palmer's forgeries of his mother's signature and threatened to expose Palmer to his mother. <gasps> to his mother? <gasps> to his mother, sir. Oh, gracious. It was at this stage Palmer took on the care of one of his brothers, Walter.
0: Let me guess. <laughs> Walter had a will?
1: Oh, like it's I am Walter is who I imagine they built Alfredo on for The Godfather. Oh no. Like just sickly and Hah, <laughs> Hah. Walter was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. This condition only worsened under his brother's care. Walter's brother began plying him with several bottles of gin and brandy. Per day. Holy fuck. Per day. I didn't even know that was humanly possible.
0: You ever met Fiona (laughs) (laughs) O'Loughlin?
1: I mean, but like surely like he was passing out by five and the other two he was just tipping into his ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep those backyard abortion skills up.
1: Oh, my God. Palmer then attempted to take out a life insurance policy on his brother Walter in July of 1855. Palmer tried to find a policy that would offer him 84,000 pounds on his brother's death, so that'd be like 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 eight and a half million dollars or yeah. something
0: for this booze
1: bag. <laughs> yeah, this booze bag. But <laughs> No insurance company would offer Palmer anything like that amount of money.
0: <laughs> what would have been the the medical that you had to do back then?
1: <laughs> um because they they clearly knew fuck all about medicine. No, you know what? I think it was just be like you had you had to like establish that you were a wealthy man of yeah. Yeah. of of character, and that was it. Were like, your
0: parents married? Yes.
1: He's in excellent health. Yes. Oh, are you a
0: man?
1: <laughs> Have you discovered and
0: killed any animals?
1: <laughs> Do you know what a period is? <laughs> no. Well, excellent, sir. <laughs> I will approve you immediately. Oh, my lord. Do you love the king? (laughs) Excellent health, sir. May we live to be a thousand. Oh, lord. (laughs) Palmer ended up uh, returning to the Prince of Wales Insurance Company. Now, this was the company that had paid out the policy on his wife.
0: Return business. Oh. Good business.
1: Palmer... (laughs) Somehow agreed the company to take him up on his offer again. Jesus fucking Christ. And this time he took out a policy which was supposed to have a yearly cost of 780 pounds. So the policy's gone up by 30 (laughs) pounds in in
0: risk. (laughs) Yeah, well, no claim bonus is (laughs) gone.
1: And it would pay out 14,000 pounds at the passing of William Palmer. So he took this out around the end of July. On the sixteenth of August, <laughs> the same year, Walter Paper was pronounced dead. Oh. <gasps> we should have shocking da 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 da
0: What's got the quicker cooling off period? The policy or his brother <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. But this time, The insurance company did not simply just pay up. No. Instead, they sent two inspectors to investigate Walter's passing. (laughs) Not long into their investigation, they discovered that Palmer had recently attempted to take out more life insurance policies, including a life insurance policy... On a previously fired employee named George Bate for £10,000. Wow. Yeah, he was literally trying to ensure the help. <laughs> oh, you, like, you would, you'd be looking for another job. Like, you, like, you, like, just, can you imagine the motivation to get the fuck out of there? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> would you like to sign this? No. <laughs> no, 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 I would not. <laughs> Ooh. About three months later, Palmer still had no insurance money. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. And his debts had just continued to spiral and spiral out of control. So Palmer did what any reasonable person would do. Attend a three-day horse racing carnival and bet thousands of pounds.
0: <laughs> Which just... he's clearly very good at.
1: Yeah. You know what? I actually, I imagine there was some like 1850s, like, you know, being a Manual Manuel, the oh, have you tried going to the races and betting on a horse when you're feeling sad?
0: <laughs> the telephone was yet to be invented, so there was no gambling helpline.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was probably like you know, these are the same people who said cigarettes were good for you. Yeah. They were like, oh, 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 can you, can you like you know, God, stop crying and your penis won't get hard. Have you tried looking at a picture of the king? <laughs>
0: Down in the dumps, are you? Well, get some snuff up, that snoot. <laughs>
1: slap the help. And get down to the track. You <laughs> tried whipping a servant. You know what? Ride a servant to the horses. Set fire to them when you're done. <laughs> Will cheer any man of good character up. <laughs> Snifter of brandy. Impregnate
0: the help. <laughs>
1: Abort the help.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's like a fucking diary of a wombat. Monday. Impregnated help. Slept. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Day two. Poisoned the wife.
0: (laughs) Felt like mutton. Ate (laughs) mutton. Haven't had shit for six years. (laughs) British food. Terrible.
1: Ate mutton on the corpse of my dead wife. Decided she's a terrible plate.
0: (laughs) Uh, useless in death as in life.
1: Oh, I—I I was uh, fascinated by reading that—that—that—that uh, that, uh, that, uh, that book on the Frankenstein fellow. So <laughs> I got my science rocks, and I attempted to reanimate the corpse by throwing my science stones quite vigorously at her.
0: Quite a gentlemanly business proposition: reanimating a corpse, taking out a life insurance policy on it, killing it, reanimating <laughs> it, life insurance policy, killing it. It's the perfect crime. Did I say crime? <laughs>
1: business, gentlemen. Business. business, business. Oh, it's business. business. Oh, for, the, for the king. <laughs> oh. Parma decided to take his friend, John Parsons Cook, to the races.
0: <laughs> Literally.
1: <laughs> John Cook was what would be described as a sickly man. Oh, well, no. This
0: he- is why i friends with this doctor.
1: <laughs> True physician he is. <laughs> Even his recently inherited 12,000 pounds could not bring him health, but perhaps it could bring him good cheer. (laughs) So from the 13th to the 15th of November, the two men attended the Shrewsbury Handicap Stakes. (laughs) It was handicaps because everyone had handicapped their servants. (laughs) And then they made them run, run, run. For apples. <laughs> well, I don't want to risk the horses in a race. What if we should just pull a fetlock? Oh, <laughs> it's a terrible business. No, no, have the help
0: do it. Uh, so,
1: you know, pick up this horse and
0: run. I want to save him. That's why I've impregnated so many of my servants. <laughs> Constant supply of racing urchins. <laughs> <laughs> They're like greyhounds, but I get to feed them less meat. <laughs>
1: I tried giving them some bread with a bit of, you know, duchess soot. And they wouldn't <laughs> have a bar of it, damn ingrates. <sighs> ah, I
0: did enjoy that Dickens book about the, the fellow that kept all his money, and then they started teaching him things, and he gave his money away. too ridiculous. Whereas,
1: as you know, you won't find the king giving away money to the poor. <laughs> Oh, oh! next he'll let, you know, women open bank accounts. Oh.
0: Well, it's not such a bad idea. <laughs> I can insure them.
1: <laughs> oh. Now, no one knows precisely how much money Palmer wagered over those three days. But to give us a taste okay. into the three-day debauchery. Yeah. On one of the races on the second day, both John Cook and Palmer bet on the same race. John Cook bet on a horse called Polestar. Polestar. It even sounds like a winner. It does. And won 3,000 pounds. Fuck me sideways. Palmer bet on the horse called The Chicken. (laughs) 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 He was terrible at racing you say you've got two legs and no direction oh my god I choose to imagine like there were just some like smarmy guys who had just got a really exceptionally big chicken <laughs> and put like a saddle and a little like a little jockey puppet on it but like ostrich. no one would know
0: it's an ostrich we bought it back from the Antipodes <laughs> we'll call it the chicken the chicken
1: oh he lost heavily. Oh well, there's a shock. The two men returned to an inn that night called the Raven to oh, celebrate.
0: Hell. Would you like to join me for a glass of ill portent? Sorry, I meant porter. <laughs> nice, nice porter.
1: Oh my god! It was only the second day, uh, but John Cook repeatedly said that night that the gin was burning his throat. <laughs>
0: He putting in it.
1: Apparently, Palmer responded with this with a very much over-the-top assurance to everyone in the pub that he was, in fact, not poisoning John Cook. <laughs> <laughs> because nothing says you're innocent by suddenly just randomly declaring to everyone that you're not doing the crime you're actually doing. <laughs> poison in here there's no there's just so we know i'd like two drinks with no poison you're not adding poison because i didn't add poison did you add poison i definitely didn't add poison to this did you such a
0: patriarchal culture he could have just gone look at this fairy
1: can't handle his piss Instead, yeah. no, I'm,
0: there's nothing, I haven't put anything in it. Yeah, well,
1: what do you know? No, it's just gin. Gluck, 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 gluck. I can see you pouring stuff into it. Wah, this is just
0: <laughs> spirit of the king. <laughs> it, it's strange that it comes in a skull-shaped bottle and it fizzes and it's green. But
1: no, it's, it's, it's just science. <laughs> so the king drinks ten of these every day. It's
0: a Midori illusion.
1: At the raven, whoop, 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 whoop,
0: whoop. I'm blue, ba boo ba ba
1: Then John Cook, as the night went on, became violently sick. Oh, who would have thunk it? Two friends of John Cook testified later that John Cook had said to them, I believe that damn Palmer's been dosing me. <laughs> dosing me? <laughs> Uh, uh. When Palmer returned to his room, he found that he had been sent another letter by one of his creditors, stating that they would visit his mother (gasps) and demand money if he did not pay soon. Not (coughs) mater. Not not mum's Palmer responded by returning to the races the next day, betting heavily on a horse and losing every cent he had.
0: Like a champion, gambles his way out.
1: Later in the day, Palmer and John Cook headed back to Rugley. Cook decided to not stay with Palmer, but instead checked into a nearby inn, the Talbot Arms. Uh, This this is the only smart thing anybody has done at this stage. (laughs) Over the next two days, Cook seemed to recover his health at the inn. Hurrah! (laughs) Finally, someone with some common sense.
0: Yeah. Well, someone tried to buy him drinks through the window.
1: (laughs) I think he's dousing me. (laughs) (sighs) Then keeps drinking. Yeah. But then for some unknown reason, Cook decided to meet up with Palmer on the 17th of November. So he's like, oh, no, I must have been confused about him dousing me. I'm fine now that he hasn't been around me for two days. I'm sure it was just a misunderstanding. (laughs) Cook became ill again. (laughs) So Palmer said he would personally take care of Cook. Palmer gave Cook gin to drink to make him feel better.
0: Because nobody's ever felt worse
1: drinking gin. And Cook began violently throwing up. The following day, Palmer began collecting Cook's outstanding debts on his behalf... Managing to collect £1,200. Jesus Christ. He then visited a chemist and purchased strychnine. Palmer placed the strychnine into two pills and then gave them to Cook. On the 21st of November at 1am, Cook would die a horrible, agonising death, screaming that he was suffocating.
0: Yeah. What kind of fucking chemist could you just go to and go, uh, okay, so I'll have some uh, hand sanitizer, uh, a ventolin inhaler.
1: But you could. You could mean, back in the please? day. You yeah. could literally just buy it over the counter. We actually have more on that oh, later.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: But you know what, John Cook, I know that you didn't necessarily deserve to die and you certainly didn't deserve to die screaming in agony, feeling that you were suffocating. But you can. not did because you were out you were free and clear you were on your way to recovery and you came back two days later
0: what's the mistake they always make in the film he went back for the cat
1: well no you go back for the cat (laughs) we're not talking about a cat we're just talking about a dickhead Oh, my God. Well, he didn't kill me.
0: Yes,
1: it can't be that bad. Maybe he
0: tried to kill
1: me. Oh, maybe I'm just clearly a bit soft. A real man would have been able to take that poison and laugh it off. (laughs)
0: Yes. A true English gentleman. Well, drink his poison and carry on. Yes, that's why I've grown these mutton chops. They're actually a defense mechanism to pass... Past poison out of my lymphatic system. Yes, yes. It's like a dinosaur has those large frills on its back.
1: <laughs> so then if I am confronted by a poor person, I can spit it at them like, <laughs> like acid. <laughs> or worse, a
0: woman. <laughs> like that strange little dinosaur that kills the fat man in Jurassic Park. A Dilophosaurus.
1: I yeah. think it's so cute. It's great, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's so cute. Oh my, God. oh, my God. I wish I had one as a pet and I could just like- How good would it be? You could just set it onto like douchebags. Yeah, Or yeah. like you just sleazy guys in club and your little dinosaur would just pop up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the kind of guy he leans over and tries to grab your phone so they can put their number on oh! it. <laughs> Next thing you know, wingman <laughs> pops up. <laughs> Squirt. Ah! Best wingman Ever, oh yeah, pop up Dilophosaurus,
1: and with that like, f- like you know, like you know, bright <laughs> pink and yellow frill neck you know he was gay. Oh yeah, like best gay wingman ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, best gay. Oh my god, there is a serial in that gay wingman, like
0: Dilophosaurus dinosaur. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: fabulousaurus. <laughs> oh, he got it in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god. We uh, um, we need to create like a TV show. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sure they'll make our fucking gay poison spitting wingman dinosaur.
1: Quality, There is like we need more diversity on TV. Yeah.
0: There you, go. there you go. Maybe he'll turn up in the suicide squad.
1: Name what? Oh, actually, there we go. There's yeah. our next character. Yeah. Palmer approached the same elderly doctor that had signed his wife's death certificate. I can't believe out of everyone here that old guy is still hanging on. No. <gasps> <laughs> so uh he approached him to sign john cook's death certificate the old man stated that john cook had died of apoplexy or stroke yeah just like palmer's mother-in-law two days later <laughs> i was gonna say john cook rose from the dead from the grave and <laughs> went back <laughs> <sighs> i'm thirsty oh. Oh, my God. Puts
0: a life insurance policy on Jesus. <laughs> Fuck.
1: <laughs> Come on. Damn it. Oh, Cook's father arrived. Palmer said to Cook's father that his betting books could not be found. Oh. That contained any debts. However, he did insist that Cook, in fact... Owed £4,000 in bills and debts, but he assured them that he would settle the debts on the family's behalf if he was given the money. Oh, of course. Cook's family lawyer demanded an inquest, which was granted.
0: Ooh. Oh. Paperwork.
1: See, that's what you did in the day. You didn't just pull out your dick, you demanded an inquest. <laughs> and whoever got the biggest dick was decided if it was like granted or not. <laughs> I demand an inquest, sir. <laughs> Penises at dawn. <laughs> a post mortem was done on Cook five days after his death in the Talbot Arms. In the pub. In the pub. Fuck me. The only person they could find to perform the examination was a medical student <laughs> named Charles Devonshire. He was assisted by Charles Newton, who was stone cold drunk. Of course he was. Those at the pub that day all gathered around the body to watch the autopsy. Oh, what's this, a new meat raffle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have those little gibblety bits. all oh, the wife will make up a nice pie with them. <laughs> See, I mean, I know that they didn't have TV back in the day, but who's really like, oh, well, we got nothing else. Do you want to just pop down at the autopsy?
0: I used to spend a lot of time at the Crown and Anchor here in Adelaide, and seeing an autopsy would have been the least offensive thing in that place.
1: five days dead. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. You would have had a pork pie up each nostril (laughs) just to take the stench away. Oh, my God. (laughs) The other person who was there at the autopsy was Palmer himself. Of course he was. Palmer. So they were taking uh, samples and putting them into jars for later examination. Palmer, however, took the large jar that contained Cook's stomach contents from the inebriated Newton, stating that he would just hold on to the jar for safekeeping (laughs) and then ran out of the pub with it. (laughs) While everyone just watched him run away with a jar of...
0: He's oh off God. his guts.
1: <laughs> it's just like, oh all right, well, you know. So like, I know somebody wants some bloody, you know, pie, but calm down. It's not even cold. <sighs> 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 fucking hell! How <laughs> incompetent are these people? Oh shave camping. He just picks up a jar and legs it. Lakes it. <laughs> just fucking, not one person is like. Should we maybe stop here? He's he's running away with a jar of intestines. He's clearly fucking insane. Like, don't even fucking look at him. And look at the fat little fucker. Like he yeah. wasn't running. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Ugh. Uh. The other jars that weren't nicked were sent off for investigation. <laughs> But the samples were considered to be of such poor quality to be worthless. (sighs) So a second post-mortem took place another three days later with what was left on the 29th of November. (sighs) But the stomach. Gone, gone. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally normal. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Then it was noticed that letters addressed to the coroner were going missing. (laughs) It was discovered. (sighs) After the coroner complained that uh, Samuel Cheshire, the local postmaster, was intercepting these letters and passing them to Palmer for compensation, shall oh. we say. Later on, the postmaster would actually be post- prosecuted for interfering with the mail and was sentenced to two years in prison. So don't fuck with the mail. Don't fuck with the mail. <laughs> Palmer then wrote to the coroner and requested that natural causes be listed as the verdict of death for John Cook. Palmer enclosed a £10 note in the letter. Oh, my goodness. Wow. (laughs) He does that. Hey, so anyone out there currently awaiting charges, maybe, have you considered putting a £10 note in a letter, in a politely worded letter? Dear sir, <laughs> if you could find uh, the uh, verdict of natural causes on John Cook's money, I would be ever so. Politely grateful, and uh, you know, if any money should have mysteriously found itself in this envelope, please feel free uh, to purchase anything of your choosing.
0: <coughs> Attached and enclosed herewith is the contents of his stomach. Funnily enough, something referred to as a bee-ribe.
1: <laughs> Just wrapped neatly held together in this nice, crisp, well now slightly soggy ten pound <laughs> note.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: That's uh-huh. quite weird because it has the king and your name written all over it. Uh, the coroner did not accept the bribe. No. Unfortunately, he was unable to find any trace of poison in the bits that were left. Yeah. However, he still stated that it was his belief that Cook had, in fact, been poisoned. Ah, back in the day, who needs evidence? <laughs> well, <laughs> I have a feeling, Your Honour. Although, this is the worst hidden trail <laughs> in the history of crime. This is pretty bad. Oh, my so God.
0: Like, in terms of the O.J. Simpson trial, <laughs> <laughs>
1: can can you imagine if oj simpson had just run down the street with like a jar of intestines
0: and then wrote a letter to them saying please find me not guilty here's ten dollars
1: and the fact that it's like dead pounds like it's literally you could do better than that that's a pretty piss weak broad even back in the day like (laughs) I'm sure it was like $100. Like, you can do better. Get yourself something nice.
0: There you go. (laughs) Snaps it (laughs) so it sounds crisp.
1: Oh, my God. Uh. To add to Palmer's woes, a creditor had informed the police that he had suspicions that Palmer was forging his mother's signature. So the police arrested Palmer and charged him. With both forgery and murder. Oh. Palmer was detained at Stafford Jail, which he felt was unfair and threatened to go on a hunger strike, like the spoilt little child he was. The governor told him he, if he went on a hunger strike, then he would be forcibly fed. So Palmer abandoned his hunger strike immediately. <laughs> And did not miss any meals.
0: How do you, f- I know that they do it like with a, like a little thing up your nose. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that with the English diet of the day? <coughs> just a slab of mutton
1: <laughs> in a funnel. No, it would have been, it would have been a funnel. Yeah. And gruel. Yeah, I suppose. In your ass. Oh, really? Well, I just picture, every- like, come on, you've- everyone who worked in like an English jar was a sadomasochist. Like, True. Pervert. Yeah, it would have been in the anus. Even if there was no reason for it to I'm be in the pretty anus, pretty sure
0: there's no nutritional value as absorbed in your
1: butt. You knew it was going in his <laughs> anus. I think we, everyone here, knows. Like, if I was like Hellboy, I would reenact, like, bring corpses from the death, and I'd be like, it was in the anus. We all know it was in the anus.
0: <laughs> Turkey for dinner. <laughs> We're
1: not even cutting it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. The bodies of Anne and Walter Palmer were exhumed. Walter was too badly decomposed to be of any use, but still, they found antimony, antimony, antimony. It's a sign of poisoning in all of Anne's internal organs. Right. It's it's things like arsenic. Okay. Yep. Um. Like yeah. Basically, you'd be poisoned. Some of the highlights of the trial included testimony from a chambermaid who said that she had snuck a mouthful of the gin that Palmer was giving to Cook and she became violently ill. This, well, that's God punishing you for being a thief. <laughs> Put her to death. Hang her and send her to Australia. <clears throat> the same maid claimed that she heard Cook accuse Palmer of murdering him as he was dying. Okay. The prosecution found not one, but two different drugstore owners who confessed to selling Palmer strychnine, which they had both forgot to record in their official poisons book, which was actually a legal requirement of the date. One of the chemists, however, tried to defend himself, saying, uh, Oh, he had forgot, um, but he only thought that Palmer was going to poison a dog, not a person.
0: Okay. A dog? <sighs>
1: oh, fucking hell. Like, that's not making it better. You no. know, what, in the, it, would, it makes it worse. Yeah. I <laughs> can't. It's worse. He was just going
0: to use it on a dog.
1: Like, we would you be like, get the fuck out of my chemist. Yeah.
0: Get the fuck out. Yeah, I just want to use it on a servant. Well, that's fine. Oh, uh, not a dog. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh. Such a noble servant as a dog. Use it on a woman. <laughs> or a street urchin.
1: The true depths of Palmer's financial situation was also paraded before the courts. One moneylender told the court, "Oh, you need to pucker your ass tight for this because this is gonna hurt."
0: More to the point, how much of a cunt is this bloke that I'm on the side of the moneylender?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll wait for it because this, this, oh, this one, this one's gonna hurt. Like, okay, this, it's, there is no lube used on this. One moneylender told the court that he had lent money to Palmer with an interest rate of 60%. Fucking hell, that's not even legal now. And the other thing is like he he never borrowed just small money from people. No. Like, you know, the largest the smallest amount I could find him borrowing was 600 pounds. So what's 600 pounds at 60% interest? Oh, I don't know. You <laughs> literally got a calculator in your hand.
0: No, I'm trying to I'm trying to google the value of British pounds in the 1850s. Oh, okay. As opposed to today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But – and then when you do, <laughs> times it by 60%. And I choose to believe that 60% was per day because he was that stupid. Who agrees to 60% interest rate?
0: Someone who's never going to pay that money back.
1: Oh, 60% interest rate. Oh, oh, eight, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Palmer's bank manager was also brought in to testify that Palmer's current bank account balance stood at nine pounds. Okay.
0: Okay. Do you know how much six hundred British pounds mm. in eighteen fifty? How much? So adjusted for inflation in today's yeah. money. Yeah. Eighty-two thousand pounds.
1: Uh, and what's that with sixty percent interest? Well.
0: Another fifty odd thousand pounds on top, compounded.
1: Far out. Woo.
0: So, what was his total debt? So tell me when we get to that.
1: Oh, it it didn't have it didn't have a list of all his, his. I don't have a list of all his total debts at the stage. I can I can tell you what was in his bank account. Nine pounds. Nine pounds. <laughs> yeah. who. Now, a lot of the evidence provided in the court would be seen as circumstantial in today's courtrooms, but regardless, it only took the jury just over an hour to find Palmer guilty. Frankly, I'm surprised it took that long. Yeah.
0: Well, we know one of his debts that mm. they were chasing him oh, for was, was like twelve thousand pounds. Twelve and a half. Yeah. yeah. Which in today's money is one point six five million pounds.
1: Wow. And then the other one was like ten and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They were just two of his, just two of his debts,
0: and yeah. this is similar to the life insurance policies he's taking out on people. Yeah, so millions of pounds.
1: Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it took them just over an hour to to find him guilty. I mean, one look at him, you'd be like, oh, he's a like, cunt.
0: <laughs> yeah. If he's not guilty of this, he'd be guilty of something. They open up the verdict that they're going to read to the judge, and there's ten pounds in there with "not guilty." Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> as he tries to look his best.
1: Okay, no, he's just he's just he's just in the court just pointing to like to a 10 pound note and then pointing to them like ah, ah, beep, 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 beep. Oh my god, such a dickhead. Oh my god, you know, On the 14th of June 1856, 30,000 people went to Stafford Prison to watch Palmer's execution. Fuck. There are people who can't pull that many people to a rock concert.
0: No, you thought the
1: autopsy was good. Well, come (laughs) for the execution. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was a wealthy man of position and fortune, so greedy he would murder his own newborn children. Such a scandal. Such a show. Charles Dickens would write that Palmer was, quote, The greatest villain that ever stood in the Old Bailey. Wow. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I wonder if he had a life insurance policy on himself. (laughs) (laughs) But Palmer would die as he lived. Pathetically. Oh, really? As he was being led to position on the gallows, they gestured for him to stand over the trapdoor. Meekly, he looked to the hangman and asked, Are you sure it's safe?
0: <laughs> Don't worry, mate, there's a safety rope.
1: <laughs> oh, are you sure it's safe? I'm not, I'm not going to die before you can kill me. Are you sure it's safe? Wow. Oh my god, this guy, if he was being led in the French Revolution, he'd be like, ooh, that's not sharp, is it? Better be careful. Put my head there, no. <laughs> you might you might you might cut my collar. <laughs> uh, after he was hung, his mother lamented. They have hanged my saintly Billy. <laughs> we found the one person in England more fucking delusional <laughs> than him.
0: It's like that footage of fucking um, Escobar's mum after he got shot on the rooftop.
1: Oh, he was such a saint. <laughs> he blew up a plane, bitch. Oh, so good. Oh, the rope used to hang him was later sold as a souvenir at five shillings an inch. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, my God.
0: Got to repay some of his debts.
1: <laughs> well... He did do one thing for the world. Yeah. William Palmer gave this world nothing but pain and misery. No one can argue that. No. But one popular saying, still in use today, bears credit to William Palmer. Really? So next time someone invites you to the pub and looks you square in the face and asks, What's your poison? No shit. Raise a glass and thank fuck you're not William Farmer. Wow! And may he burn in hell. Absolutely, that's
0: one. Ex- I would go to that execution.
1: I know, like everyone else, we sort you're of like, oh, you know, like I feel bad. This guy, honestly, I just there is nothing. There is nothing. There is not one redeemable characteristic about this guy. No. He was also one of the most incompetent murderers yeah. on the face of the earth, but he just kept getting away with it because he was rich, yeah, and from a wealthy family, and in a in a position of well, you could just get away with it,
0: yeah. And British stiff, British upper upper echelons of society,
1: exceptionalism, yeah, because just someone let him through, yeah, someone of the upper classes yeah. would never do anything wrong, yeah.
0: I mean, this man that's had fourteen dead children—God knows how many dead wives—and
1: if you no, no, he ended up with um nineteen dead children. Nine, he killed nineteen of his children, not including additional ones he may have like aborted, and we don't know about. Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, rotten hell. Yeah, Palmer.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's like worse than Fred and Rosemary West, isn't it? That's like that's gonna be like one of the worst British serial killers.
1: Going well, yeah, but they they did other stuff. Yeah, yeah they did. You know, yeah. so yeah. But yeah, like he's 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 definitely up there, like with the body count. Um, but yeah, what a dick! What a dick! What a dick! I don't. I can't even. I can't even come up with like a snappy retort because no. I'm just everything. I'm just like, what a dick!
0: Satan has to deal with these people.
1: Oh, can you imagine? Like,
0: you oh. kind of feel for Satan occasionally.
1: I do. Like, at times like this, let like me raise one to Satan for having to put up with these douchebags. Yeah. you were know, just grumpy, having to put up with these dicks yeah. all day long. God. God.
0: Can I get you a drink, Satan? No. No. Go bet on the fucking. Burning horses.
1: You. Oh my god, he would. He'd be down there, like, eh, eh have some gin. I'm fucking watching you, Palmer. <laughs> I fucking watch. I'm not that stupid. As he
0: opens another letter and it's got ten pounds in it, with Palmer going, yeah, pointing to the surface. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck off, you dickhead.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you know it's it's one of those things where. If I had a time machine, I'd like to just go back and like appear and just walk in and be like, fucking douchebag. You're just a douchebag. Douchebag, douchebag, douchebag. And then throw a poison drink in his face.
0: Yeah, with your Dilophosaurus.
1: Oh, my God. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) We you see what that bitch was wearing?
0: You're betting on a horse called Chicken.
1: (laughs) I know, a- every aspect of his life was just a joke, <laughs> except for the dead babies. Except for
0: all the murdering did, he- <laughs> which he got away with for fucking ever, <laughs> until he ran out of an au- a public autopsy with a jar full of guts. <laughs> I'll just take this for safekeeping, <laughs> and out the window I go like the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs>
1: Where's he off to then? Oh my god. Oh, my God. I don't know how people... Next time you're trying to romanticise the period, okay, and you're like, oh, Jaron Colson is so romantic, just picture this fat fucker running through a field (laughs) with a jar of fucking intestines.
0: And the most incompetent law enforcement.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah. uh, Yeah, a time when... You could buy strychnine to poison your dogs and your servants.
0: Yeah, take out life insurance policies for millions and millions of modern day money. Mm. And uh, it only raises questions when you've been trying to fucking get policies on your employees, too.
1: <laughs> oh, that's why we knew something was wrong. Why would you bother to insure a servant? <laughs> Oh, there's a dime a dozen. <laughs> just go after to the street and get another poor person. They don't care. You don't even need to change their name. Just I call them all Bob. Just makes it easier. Either way,
0: he's going to end up killing you.
1: <laughs> well,
0: rotten hell, you piece of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know how to sign this one. It's like, what a douchebag. Yeah, hopefully the mothman is eating his brain. Oh, I guarantee William Palmer never ate carpet. Well,
0: definitely not. He just fucking impregnated things, didn't he? Yeah. Yuck.
1: Uh, from, from a jar that oh! he used to carry around with him. Oh. Jesus. And <laughs> so then slipped them a 10-pound note. Because <laughs> oh. he poured it in. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, my God. so, uh, raise your glasses and uh, remember, real eat the carpet, uh-huh. pieces of shit, poison the <laughs> carpet and abort their babies.
0: I'm just going to press stop (laughs) before you put it all on chicken.